Welcome to Leading Consciously, Living a Coherent Life with Purpose, a podcast delivered with lots of love to inspire everyone to unleash the conscious leader we all have inside. Here is Lara Bezeha, your host. In this episode, I want to reflect on emotions and how to live well with them. There are two questions I would like to answer. Can we be emotional at work, be our true selves, showing positive and negative emotions and still succeed? How to do it? In the past, we were told that the ones who would be able to control their emotions would be able to be better leaders. We have learned the difference between being intelligent and being emotional. We have learned that intelligence alone was not enough. We should have the right balance between being intelligent and being emotional. What happened is that many people understood that by controlling our emotions, it meant that we should not show some emotions like sadness, anger, disappointment, or even too much happiness. People started to understand that certain emotions should only be shown in our private life, and that em feeling emotions like love, care in the workplace would make you a weak person. But of course, we do not take out the human mask and go to work. We are who we are at work. We have feelings and emotions. So how can we deal with our emotions at work? And how can we deal with our emotions, indeed, in our whole life? Well, once I was told not to be so much emotional by a supervisor. I was asked to be a little more neutral on how I was demonstrating my affections and my even positive emotions, that I was too positive. I used to write mails and send notes showing my appreciation each time that I saw something that I liked. Normally, people who received it could appreciate it and see the, the genuine feeling behind it. But I was working, and I always worked in European companies, where many people have the impression that the emotions are not so much expressed, that we should hide our emotions. But at the same time, another leader that I admire tremendously came to me and told that the way that I expressed my emotions was very motivating and that it was very rare in leaders. And this was the reason why she thought I would succeed. She also told that her negative emotions and the disagreement with many things brought her to decide to leave the company. At that time, I was starting my career. And as a young leader, I wish I had understood her message before. Many, many times my emotions played against me. And these times were when I have reacted to something. And most of them was when I was afraid that something could happen that I didn't want or something that I planned was not going to happen. In some circumstances, 
a difficult relationship at work or at my private life made me take the wrong steps. And I have done this repeatedly. Then I started to remember a lot what my mother used to tell me when I was a teenager. Lara, observe your mood or your temperament. And never ever make a decision when you have this little cloud dancing above your head. Be sure you have the right light to see clearly your thoughts before you are acting. If you want to make a decision and you see this little cloud above your head, park it and wait a while. After the sun is back, if the decision you wanted to make is still there and you think it's reasonable, then do it. This was what my mother used to tell me when I was like reacting to things. Two things made me understand more emotions and made me study more about them. When I started my leadership positions and I understood that human beings are everything and you depend on them to have your results. And even more, when I started to raise my kids into being teenagers, that I understood that it doesn't matter what I tell to them, their attitude and their mood would help them to listen to me or not. I started truly to understand what I was reading about emotions. And I used to understand also better what my mother's advice meant. <laughs> Everything is about attitude and how you handle the emotions that a situation brings to you. And this will make a whole difference between being a human being who people want to be around or a person people want to be close only when everything is okay. Meaning this will make a whole difference in your life to be successful as a professional or in your private life. Reading from science to all the scriptures from many different countries, I started to understand many things. I learned that part of our system that takes care of decision-making process based on our emotion is the limbic system. And I learned that we have a little part of our brain that is called amygdala, part that is responsible for this survival mode, bringing fear as a filter to our perception. And I learned that this little part of the brain is the one that triggers the reaction we have sometimes, that we think we cannot control. I learned also that we can make this part of the brain bigger or smaller, depending how we feed it with our own thoughts. Also, I learned that in many, 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 many other cultures, they have for years known this from experience and have taught people how to decrease this part of the brain by bringing peaceful thoughts. In neuroscience, this is called neuroplasticity. And this is the ability of the brain to change, to adapt according to what we are feeding it. It will create new neuronal connections. For my mother, it was as simple as, Lara, do you want to be happy or sad? Then be it. Be grateful. See 
the good things that we have in absolutely everything we live. Be happy. For Einstein, it was the most important decision a human being will have is to decide if she or he is living in a hostile or friendly universe. For the Eastern countries, was to learn to meditate since young age, to observe your thoughts and choose peaceful and gratitude thoughts to guide your life. Well, I learned also that my mother asking me to wait before I would make a decision or act in something that my emotions have ignited was to try to decrease the refractory period. That period when we are blind and cannot see anything beyond our emotions. This is also something very important that neuroscience brought to us. Learn to decrease your refractory period. Learn to decrease the period that your emotion makes you blind. Well, I started to learn that it's super good to be emotional, but we can choose not to act emotionally. What does this mean? Feeling emotions is part of being empathetic, but the wisdom comes with learning to choose what emotion will motivate you to act. There are two books that helped me to understand how I wanted to live my emotions. One book is The Destructive Emotions, A Mind and Science Dialogue. This is a book written by Daniel Goleman about conversations of the Eastern and the Western world. So Daniel Goleman and lots of experts in neuroscience, psychiatrists with Dalai Lama and other meditators from the Eastern world. And another book was Quantum Leader from Dana Zohar, where she puts together all of her learnings from other books that she teaches a lot about scale of motivation, spiritual quotient, principles, and how to reframe. This is a great book. One of the insights I had from the book Destructive Emotions is that there is no negative or positive emotion. All emotions can be constructive or destructive depending on the intention, motivation, and consequence of your actions. And the difference from being constructive or destructive depends on your aversion or attachment to these emotions. It will be destructive if you will either have a bigger version or an attachment to them. And you have to learn to feel it and bring reason to the emotion. Happiness, for example, can be a destructive emotion if you get attached to it and feel that you do not want to lose it. Then the desire to keep this happiness takes your peace from you and the fear of losing it starts to bring other destructive emotions. Anger can be constructive when you see something wrong happening and you are angry because somebody is getting hurt. It triggers an action and becomes constructive when your actions triggered by this anger result in you defending somebody with as less negative impact as possible. The biggest learning is to know 
that you are not the emotion, to be aware when it's coming and to be conscious enough to read through it and be able to understand and act instead of acting on the emotion with the emotion that is causing you to react. The emotion is the reaction of our brain to something that is happening. And the secret is to be able to separate the emotion you are feeling from yourself. Let's talk about how to do this. For me, there are some steps that helped me and an exercise that I used to do. I start always for the first step. Learn to be aware when different emotions are raising. Anger, sadness, passion. Where you feel it. Learn to be aware. Second, learn to be able to give some space of time to breathe before any thought is coming or to breathe through the thought that is coming. Third, learn to identify what is the memory or thought that comes to your mind when these feelings are awakened in your body. The fourth, learn to stop and ask the question, independent of this situation, what do I really want to happen? So be aware of the different emotions arising. Give space to it. Identify what is the memory or thought that brings this emotion and learn to ask the question, independent of the situation, what do I really want to happen? In doing this, you are training your brain and body to be conscious of the moments that emotion comes and you learn to reframe them towards what you want instead of what you want to avoid. One good exercise for the first step to be aware of the emotions is to observe every day during the whole day where your body, where in your body you feel the emotions and write it down. When I am angry, do I feel in my stomach? When I am afraid, do I feel in my chest? When I feel disappointed, where do I feel it? This exercise is excellent to be self-aware of your emotions. Another exercise that helps you in these four steps and that decreases that refractory period, the period that you are blind because of the emotion and you make a mistake, is to learn to do breath exercise. Some people have at their phone that alert to stop and breathe for a minute. For the majority of us, the breath is an automatic part of our life. And we do not observe when it's deeper, when it's shallower, when it's faster. And the breath has a direct connection to the reactions our emotion cause. The more peaceful and calm you are, the slower and deeper your breath will be. The more conscious you are of your breath and the more conscious you breathe and deepen your breath daily, the shorter your refractory period will be, meaning the quicker you will bring reason to your emotions and not react, but act. I will repeat this because it's very important. The more conscious you are of your breath and the more conscious 
you breathe deeper every day, the shorter your blindness period will be because of an emotion. As you are able to breathe very deep and very slow, the better you will be to be conscious about your actions and your emotions. This means that you will be able to identify what you are feeling and you will be able also to share what you are feeling and act calmly towards what you want. This is a great leadership skill, to be able to feel an emotion, whatever it will be, and express it to everyone to be reasonable enough to tell how you are handling it. Isn't it wonderful when you find someone who, at the most scary times, can describe their emotions and tell you how they are handling it and then even help you to be reasonable and make problems seem even like a chance to make things better? You can be this person. So, from today's episode, I would like you to learn the following. You are not your emotions. Your emotions are a response of your brain to some situation that makes you remember something that provokes a reaction. Second, you can choose what emotions you want to drive your actions. Even if the worst happens to you and you do feel anger or sadness, you can choose to act with your peace and love. You just have to decrease your amygdala but by feeding it with very calm and peaceful thoughts. Third, your breath is an essential tool to support you to decrease the refractory period. The more you learn how to bring your deeper and slower breath to yourself at any time, the better you will be to be able to choose the emotions you want to live with. I hope that this episode has helped you. And one of my commitments is to have a course that will help you to deepen this knowledge, being able to learn how to act as you want, with love, peace and compassion. See you at the next episode next week. And I hope my podcast is helping you in your work and your life, because this is my mission. Here was Lara Bezerra with Leading Consciously, living a coherent life with purpose. I wish you all a great life.